0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the second episode of NASCAR Radio. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Um, I have uh, my great co-host, Jason, with us. Morning, Val. Good morning, sir. Um, I guess we can get right into it. I know we got a lot to cover. You know, we try to kind of talk as much as we can without keeping everybody all day, so... Um, I know everybody's time is very valuable, especially nowadays. Kind of recapping from last week, it was uh, the 2019 Ticket Guardian 500 at ISM Raceway, formerly known as uh, Phoenix Raceway. And that was won by Kyle Busch. And uh, it was a great weekend for Kyle Busch. He's one of those drivers where he'll run the multiple levels Um, He ran the Xfinity and won uh, the Saturday race, Xfinity race, and won Sunday the cup race. And uh, I heard um, that's the 12th time that he's won both races the weekend. So that just tells you what kind of driver he is. Um, He has 52 cup wins and uh, currently 94 Xfinity Series wins. And in the truck, he's got 53 wins. So that puts him at 199 wins. <clears throat> um, Card-wise, you know, he's definitely, oh, he's, you know, won a championship, I guess, was a couple of years ago, um, which was actually an amazing feat because he had broken his his leg and his, I think, either one leg or both legs, and he was sidelined. For a few months, and then had come back and just started ra- uh, started racing and winning, and he actually made the playoffs and won. So it was an incredible uh, feat that year he won. But so he's definitely destined for the NASCAR Hall of Fame. He's going to be a first ballot when when he gets there. I think he's still got a long way to go. He's only uh, in his mid thirties right now, so. Uh, Card-wise, Jason, I don't know if you pulled up some of his cards, but it's kind of interesting. He had a couple of um, early stuff in 2002 and 2003, but Press Pass really didn't start producing anything for him until 2004. So um, I know we have our our talks about um, rookie cards, but he has a lot of 2004. Um, Have you... um, have you seen the 2002 card, the Choice Marketing Rising Stars set?
1: Yeah, I actually looked at it uh, not too long ago, and, I'm, and I haven't pulled up now. And it's To me, it's interesting that it's not a traditional racing brand, at least from my perspective. Maybe Choice. I mean, why is there a Choice card? Because um, I feel like I haven't seen that all for any other drivers. Uh, did they only make racing cards this one year, or was it multiple years?
0: I think this, so this was something very one unfamiliar. Off. Yeah, this, I think, was something one-off. So um, I don't remember the, the number of cards in the set. I want to say it's, like, in the 20s or something. It's, like, 25 or something. And there's all these rising stars, and I don't know if they were playing off, um, you know, Kyle Bush being Kurt Bush's brother, because um, Kurt Busch was in 2000 and was racing. Not that, you know, they need Kurt Busch for Kyle. He, he's, uh, you know, pretty good driver himself. So um, I think this is one of those one-offs, and I, I didn't really know about this until later on. Um, it kind of popped up. Uh, I think there's a couple other drivers in there, but nowhere near the caliber of Kyle Busch. So back in the 90s, um, there was so much product coming out, And there were some of these – and it was kind of like the Wild West. All these people were producing cards, and then they were trying to find the next Jeff Gordon and stuff because of the World Outlaw stuff, and they started producing cards. And so I think, you know, uh, somebody kind of picked up that idea in 2002 and did this choice marketing, Rising Stars. And it's a cool little set. Uh, I think I've gotten – I have the Kyle Busch. I actually had got an autograph at one of the um, appearances, but it's got a little thin black board around it. And recently, um, like uncut sheets have come out, and whoever made it, I guess, after sitting on the inventory, they've started to turn it. But um, I saw some PSA 10, or PSA 10 went, and this is on eBay sold for $100, and a PSA 8 for $20, a BGS 9.5 for 80 and there was a four-card raw for $7. Um, there's some stuff out there now, um, and I think there's two different backs. I don't know if they were reversed it or not, but anyway, it, it's um, it's quite interesting.
1: Well, yeah, because, I mean, somebody of Bush's caliber and popularity, I mean, he's always in the top. He's always in the runnings uh, for the championship, it seems like. But to only have nine cards listed on, or nine cards sold on eBay uh, it definitely seems like this one flies under the radar and maybe people kind of lean towards the 2003 stuff like you were talking about a few minutes ago. But, uh,
0: yeah, the 2004, because the 2003 was like racing champions.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Those You're are right. cards that came out of uh, that came with the, like a die cast or whatever. I don't ever remember even seeing those or uh, seeing those on eBay, so that's something I might have to start looking at. I didn't see any sold data
1: and there were none on checking my cards. Yeah so um like you said the two thousand two you can roughly get it for about five bucks. Um but looking at some of the two thousand and four he's got an autograph for twenty four dollars, twenty three dollars, so you know, a rookie autograph is twenty, twenty five bucks. Definitely not a bad uh, bad price range. Not
0: not at all considering um you know, the upside for him, he he's going to go down as one of the greatest. Um, you know, I look at folks who, you know, they drive in the different series and stuff, and he, you know, is is breaking records um, in the other series, the, the truck and Xfinity. And actually NASCAR is starting to put rules in place to kind of limit him. Um, he's, the drivers used to race on uh, the other series, you know, so they can get a little seat time and maybe learn a little bit more about the track because the Xfinity races usually at the same track that the Cup Series is in. So, you know, Mark Martin did that and stuff like that. So NASCAR now said, um, you know, they're going to limit the number of races you can race and you have to declare your points for only one series. You can't be a truck champion, an Xfinity champion and a Cup champion all in the same year. So, So, you have to declare one and you don't get any points. And then and not to mess with the playoffs, they can't run in the playoffs. So NASCAR, like I said, has been kind of changing the rules, and it's basically in 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 regard to what Kyle Busch is doing. So he's an amazing driver. And like I said, when you look at his cards, they're not very much. Um, if you get into the base stuff, you're talking, you know, a dollar and a half to just a couple of dollars. Uh, he has a press pass, which this is what I thought was interesting. In 2004, in the press pass, there's some variations. It's a really cool set. It's one of the ones that I found somebody blowing out some blaster blaster boxes. So I picked them up for, I don't know, it was 15 blasters for $75 or something like that. So I had a lot of fun opening them, but there's variations in there. And usually it has to do with what's in the background. And so there's a Kyle Busch rookie uh, and then accomplished rookie variation so it's i think it's one has the infield behind him and the other one has like a clear sky or something but um even at that it's a dollar fifty and then from the variation i think i saw one for six and a quarter um there's uh, optima and that's only a couple of dollars um he's in still track side and um high gear and then to your point yeah, you know, yep, some yep. some numbers stuff and then the autograph stuff is, you know, rookie autographs are not too bad. You said what twenty five? Yeah, twenty three, twenty two, so yeah,
1: twenty, twenty five bucks. So you know, I think there's a lot of potential
0: there, especially and then if you try to get um you know, if you want to get it graded and some other stuff. Um but it's very low uh entry point for Kyle Bush, which uh, you know, like I said, is an amazing driver, so.
1: It's interesting because you mentioned the background, uh, the variation for the 2004. Uh, it's the regular press pass. Um, it's card number 38, but you said there's, I don't know what you call it, but there's the stands in the background and then the, the infield, is that what you called it?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so.
1: Okay, so, but... As much hoopla as some of the variations in Topps baseball, and then Opening Day that just came out. You know, some of those a base card is a dollar, but then photo variation is five or ten. You know, I don't know what the book price is on some of these, but there's a lot. There were two lots actually that sold on eBay that included both variations. It was a dollar ninety nine cents, and then a dollar twenty five, and then they actually both came with additional cards. I mean, there's no way you can go wrong with a variation rookie of uh, like you were saying, a Hall of Famer for dollar twenty five, and then getting a couple additional cards. Uh, but it's just interesting, you know, when you go from baseball to racing, how the perception uh, of the sport and the collectability of the cards kind of kind of wavers a little bit for people.
0: Yeah, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted to, you know, start the the podcast with you is that there's just so much. I mean, you know, collecting is collecting. So you're collecting baseball, football, hockey, tennis, golf, whatever it is, you know, it's the same kind of thing. You're chasing variations and, you know, you're building sets or you're getting autographs. And, um, if you like NASCAR or even interested in NASCAR, that it's definitely and you enjoy collecting, however that is, you know, you should definitely look at NASCAR because it's not a lot. I think you get a lot of value for your money. So the variations, I had a have a great time working on that set and getting the different variations. Um, there were a couple that were a little harder than others, and you know, I, I was chasing them, but in the end, you know, it was more about time and not really about money, and that's what I like. About NASCAR, uh, the prices aren't that bad. It's more of the chase and and waiting for the the white whale or whatever it is that you're looking for to finally show up. So it's it's I think it's a lot of fun. So
1: just to give you a little bit of a price comparison, I know I just mentioned uh, that there was a lot on eBay that sold for a dollar. But looking, I just checked out. Or that's funny to say, but I just pulled up check on my cards. The base has the stands in the background. Check on my cards; has it for a dollar forty-five. And then the infield in the background it must be the variation. It's actually six twenty-five. So even then, even if you buy it from Check on My Cards, you're still not. I mean, that's you know a, a McDonald's meal essentially. You're still not paying you know an arm and a leg for a rookie card of a Hall of Famer. So definitely a good price. Right.
0: Yeah, like I said, if you are just a player or driver collector, you know it's a good it's a good fun chase. Or if you're a set collector, it's another. It's a good set. That 2004 is actually loaded with uh, other mm-hmm. rookies in there as well, and we can touch on that in other episodes. But um, yeah, it's a it's a fun thing. That's why I, you know, like I said, trying to educate folks on uh, NASCAR, and there's definitely opportunity. Um, to enjoy it and plus maybe, you know, make some money when uh, the NASCAR cards finally start grab hold because I think <clears throat> the future is very bright for NASCAR. I was reading that um, the viewership, the TV viewership has gone up here the last couple and you have uh, Haley Deegan, you know, working her way up as well as so many young drivers. Um, you have drivers retiring, but there's just so many young drivers coming up um so now is like a perfect time to start and look at NASCAR, so it's, uh, I think it's a
1: great time, like I said. Not to sidetrack, but you mentioned her name uh, Haley Deegan again. <laughs> and from an outsider, you know, I still consider myself a little bit of an outsider with NASCAR. It's um, definitely not my top sport, knowledge-wise. So let me ask you this question. How is vegan Deegan, um, a female in the sport that's predominantly male-driven, how is that different than, say, Danica Patrick 10 years ago? Um, is it, do you see a difference in abilities? Do you see a difference in skills? Um, is it, you know, I hate to even give this cliche, but, you know, is it looks-based for the women, you know, with male fans or... Is there a difference, or are we just going to have a Danica 2.0? So,
0: you know, this is just my take on it from what I've seen. And I have a a daughter, so, you know, Danica was very interesting for the family, and I took her to a Q&A and um, an autograph session. Excuse me. And... You know, we've seen her a couple times and and heard some of her stories. And so she got into go-karts and racing. This is Danica. And I I think Haley has a a huge advantage on a couple of levels. Um, She's still far out from getting to the Cup Series. I think she's probably going to be in the Truck Series. And this is just me. I got nothing going But by the end of the year, possibly next year maybe she runs a full um, but not to get sidetracked. So Danica ran asphalt and she ran Indy where, uh, I don't know if you watch Days of Thunder where they talk about Indy and NASCAR where the, the car's light and the tires are wide, You have a lot of grip and okay. NASCAR the opposite where you're running on ball tires and, you know, the track is, is slick. Um, so Danica didn't really have a great grasp of dirt uh, racing. While Haley her dad is Brian Deegan from he won I think gold medals from the X Games and some other stuff. Right. So she's run in rally trucks and other lower levels of uh, racing on dirt and winning. And so she's starting to work her way up the series. Um, you know she at, she graduated high school early last year so she can concentrate on racing. And the interviews and stuff I've seen, you know, she's all about racing. That's all she wants to do. And conditioning because she knows she needs to be able to endure the length of the race and the physical demands of racing. So she's saying all the right things. She is doing all the right things. Um, she's won I think it was less she's on the K and West series. So there's a you have Cup then going down Xfinity, then down to truck, and then down to like Arca and Canaan East and West. And so she won last year the Canaan West, and she was also Rookie of the Year. And then this year, the first race she won. So this is the first time a woman's led in the points race. Um, and you know, last year was the first time a woman had won, uh, and now I think any level. And one thing about, like, another thing about NASCAR is that women can compete, in, you know, with men, you know, on the same track. Uh, of all the card company, you know, all the sports that card companies make, it's the only one that women and men can compete. You know, baseball, you know, the, and then football. There, I guess you have the ref in the NFL, and then in basketball. They have the, they have their own league, and in hockey, they have their own <laughs> league, and, and the Olympics. But so I think NASCAR is. When Haley Beacon comes up, um, I think the sport's going to explode, and it's going to be like Danica, because um, she, Haley, I think, has the talent. Uh, she's gotten massive reviews from Kevin Harvick and other folks that have raced against her, uh, like in ARC or stuff. So, you, you know, I think she's a real deal. There's been other women racing before. Actually,. In the first race in NASCAR back in whatever it was, 48, 49, uh, there were a couple women racing there. And there have been a few women through NASCAR. Um, Ethel Mosby, who is actually um, Kim Flock, Bonnie Flock, and Bob Flock's sister, and then um, Louise Smith mm-hmm. from Greenville, South Carolina, she raced in some NASCAR races too, but none of them have the, have the equipment car and the crew and everything else to help them succeed. So I think the real telltale for like Haley is if she can get into a Kyle Busch Motorsports truck, then watch out, she's going to win and
1: she's going to be she's going to be a uh, record with. So I mean that, I that helps a, right right. a little bit more uh, inside information about it. <clears throat> yeah, I so. thought I
0: was impressed that, you know, she graduated high school early. And, um, you know, being Brian Deegan's daughter, you know, she's used to the press and, you know, she's got somebody to turn to um, for PR and, you know, and have decent equipment and, and not just, um, you know, just, i not saying nobody. Not but somebody. overwhelmed, yeah. Yeah. So my thing with Haley, okay. though, is her cards are red hot. I'm almost afraid they're kind of too mm-hmm. expensive now and um, for people to pick up that, you know, I, I my big thing is somebody buys it, you know, at a high price, and then it drops, and, you know, they feel like they get burned, you know, so, you know, kind of... Yeah, because we're talking
1: 150 uh for a 2019 Donruss Haley Deegan autograph, and then we're sitting here talking uh, rookie autographs for Kyle Busch for 25 bucks. so it's a definite price difference, uh, for somebody that's you know, fairly unproven uh compared to somebody that's Hall of Fame bound. So definitely yeah, I a, saw, something to consider.
0: Yeah, I saw what really scares me, I saw a two thousand and nineteen Dunrust Dunrust next in line and I think it sold for a high twenties or thirty. It's not even a twenty eighteen. It's a two thousand and nineteen. And wasn't uh, a ho hollow foil or anything like that. So that's where I was like, all right, well, you know, the hype, um, you know, like I said, afraid of people get burned. But on the other hand, and I saw this in the 80s when, you know, Dwight Gooden was pitching. I'm going to turn back the time machine here for a quick. So in 1985, yeah. when the price guy came out, you know, Dwight Gooden was 50 cents or maybe it was 250, and everybody else was almost nothing. And they're like, well, you know, the people are spending two fifty or more for two eighty five, two tops, and they're like, well, you know, I can pick up a nineteen seventies, you know, Gary Carter or whoever for for two fifty or three dollars,
1: and so right. it helped
0: pull all of the vintage up. So, if possibly that the, the new folks, you know, some like Haley and some of the newer ones like Eric Jones and stuff might help pull up the older stuff when we're doing this conversion saying, well, yeah, you're paying 125 or a hundred dollars for, uh, Haley Deegan, rookie autograph, but, you know, Kyle Busch is $25 and he's got 52 cup wins. Is going to sure be a hall of famer. So, you know, that prospect you got to kind of have to uh, balance it. So, but I don't know, um, you know, Talk about Hall of Famers and stuff, I know I'm talking about, last time we talked about powdering cards and doing autographs and stuff, that I want to let everybody know, you know, if you really, if you want to try uh, somebody to tr- uh, send off for an autograph through the mail, TTM, is, is called, is Richard Petty, um, who has the record for the most cup wins at 200, at the highest level, 200 wins, and the nearest person or the second person below him is david pearson at 105 so uh richard petty has 95 more wins
1: than uh, the second person so now let but me stop you before yeah. you go into the through the mail do you actually think anybody will ever break that record i don't think so he
0: you know we can talk about Petty he had a want to say unfair advantage and people might think it's equipment or not or anything but it's not it's actually I think it was knowledge so his father Lee Petty raced and Lee Petty's crew was Richard Petty Mar, um, Maurice Petty Richard's brother and their cousin Dale Inman so those three were together working on Lee Petty's car and when Lee Petty got hurt they had to basically step up and Richard drove but they had so much experience with the car and the setups and doing everything that you know he kind of had this unfair advantage and I think you know they had a great team um, and they just kept it going it was nobody else I guess well organized like that you know when when you have family, family sticks together, and doesn't. When you're getting paid to be there, then you know either opinions differ or whatever, and, and team people leave and people come, and it changes that chemistry. But Richard Petty had Dale Inman and Maurice there for the longest time, and you know they were just very, very good.
1: So I, I it doubt just, It's, it's hard looking at the list. And then David Pearson, you know, again, being an outsider, not somebody I'm too familiar with. But then when I see Jeff Gordon as number three and he only has 93 wins, that's a huge difference. Uh, and it definitely seems like an unsurpassable record for for Petty uh, with the 200. And it's yeah, a nice see, number to have 200 at top, top. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh. Gordon, for example, like I talked about you know family sticking together, Gordon probably could have had more, but Ray Evernham, um, after Gordon had I think it was three three cup championships, Everham went off and started Dodge, the um, Dodge team. So you had that split and then you know you lose some of that chemistry and you know I, I think that definitely hurt um, Gordon's chances for other championships. I think he did win one more after with uh, Steve Letarte, but um, and then you had Jimmy coming up through the 2000s, and you know it was uh, very competitive. So, but yeah, Richard Petty's 200 is it's really hard to beat because they would race sometimes. Um, there'd be two races on the same day, naturally sure the driver couldn't make it to both races, but they had multiple races a week, not like it is now.
1: Uh, Okay, okay. All right, so back to the through the mail parts.
0: Yeah, so Richard Petty, if you want to send one, he is fabulous, and you don't get just, you know, an initial or nothing. You get a beautiful scrolling autograph. And, you know, we talked about Lee Petty. It's kind of interesting how the family, they all kind of signed the same way with the loops. Uh, Lee Petty was that way, and and Richard, uh, Kyle Petty, and Adam Petty. Um, before he passed away, um, they had that same trademark um, loop um, autograph. So I would definitely recommend, um, you know, put a stamp or two and make sure you include a self-addressed stamped envelope. Um, You can send only two items uh, a year, and they're, they're free. Just, like I said, just include a self-addressed stamped envelope and include a note saying you'd like, you know, the cards autographed. And um, he actually has a museum. And um, if you'll set it to, uh, like, uh, uh, Richard Petty autograph request, um, 309 Branson Mill Road. And that's in Randleman, North Carolina, 27317. And you can um, also just Google um, Richard Petty autograph request. And it'll pop up, and you usually get it back in you know maybe a couple weeks, <clears throat> and I guarantee you it'll just be the best autograph you get through the mail. If not, let me know. It, it's uh, have you have you sent anything to him, Jason?
1: It's been years, um, probably like oh two thousand two, two thousand three, something like that, um, and I actually got one of those eight by ten, eight and a half by eleven, uh, I don't even know what you would call it. It's like a racing promo photo that all the drivers seem to have. Um a but hero a card? what's that?
0: A hero card? It's like eight eight and a half Yeah, 11, maybe or?
1: that's what it's called. Um and it was the you know, the light blue uh I want I want to say it was like a light blue background. It's been years, but yeah, I did do it. Um and like you said it was pretty quick.
0: And how how was the autograph?
1: Perfect. I mean, full signature like you said. Um full effort was put into it every time. So, uh I've never seen a uh an abbreviated signature from him on anything. So he did abbreviate uh,
0: during the 80s. I've seen some where they okay. are petty. But I went to a fan um, appreciation uh, free event, okay. and I, actually, I asked him about that, about, you know, he signs full, and he said it gives him more time with his fans. So I've you know, heard stories of him practicing his um, autograph and would not leave the track until anybody who wanted an autograph got an autograph. Um, That's one of the reasons why they call him the king, not just necessarily because he has uh, 200 wins, but he knew the fans are what drive the sport, and um, like I said, it's an incredible autograph, and even the R Petty ones
1: um, have the swirls and stuff, so. It's interesting, though, that his autographs are still, um, I don't want to say expensive, but somebody that signs so repetitively through the mail in person um, it's still not it's not expensive but it's not cheap at the same time if you were just to buy one outright. Uh, I mean of course it depends on the item but looking at some of the trading cards I mean $35, $36 $50 so it kind of depends on the card and what's included if it's swatched and numbering of course but You know, usually when people sign through the mail like that, um, prices tend to go down a little bit on their certified stuff, but it doesn't seem to have hurt him, um, and I would imagine that's due to his records and Hall of Fame inductions and all all of his uh, stats through the years. Yeah,
0: he's, uh, I met him a couple times. He's great. Uh, I went to his uh, museum and everything in there is signed. And I saw him at a signing one time, he uh Stocks for Tots and we'll talk about it uh in the fall. But it's a great time to get a lot of autographs. But I had two books with me, two small books with cards in it, so I put one book down to pull some cards out for him to sign and he picked up the book and just signed it without you know, with one motion. It was incredible. <laughs> so but I you know, I didn't want it signed, but uh he is definitely, you know, training. He can uh sign those uh I, I I think I figured it up one time, me and, uh, one of my, uh, racing car collecting buddies and how much time he spent in his life. And I think it was a couple of weeks worth, um, of just signing. So again, like I said, um, if you want to do one through the mail, uh, he is definitely one. So, uh, and if you send stuff through the mail, uh, let me know when you get it back and post some, uh, some scans on, um, the Twitter page, or my Twitter page, uh, at NASCAR Radio. I'd love to see them. But uh, we had another announcement, I guess, uh, yesterday um, about the NASCAR Hall of Fame, the new class of 2020.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure how you want to do this, if you want to just run through the list. Uh, But I kind of pulled up... uh, the card list for everybody that was included. in, you know, again, going from the outsider perspective, uh, this seems like it would be an easy class to uh, to collect because there's not a lot to choose from. So that would kind of limit your options besides Tony Stewart. Uh, so yeah. I'll let you pick where you want to start, though. Sure. Well, let me review
0: the process if you're not familiar with it. So okay. in Daytona, in, which is, you know, February... Um, a group gets together in Daytona and decides who should be on the list um, of nominees. And so it used to be 25 members, and then they bumped it down to uh, 20. And so of those 20, another committee will meet in May and select five from the 20, and they'll make an announcement at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. And then in late January, early February of 2020, they'll actually have the induction ceremony process. So um, they used to release that nominee list right there in Daytona, but I think they waited a couple of weeks to let, you know, the prior class um, have their final lap of being uh, inducted and nominated and everything. And so they released the new list, and every year I've seen it, it's always the the people that were left over from the year before, but this year there's one person missing that was on the list last year and usually nominate five, but this year they nominated six. Um, so the biggest one you, you kind of said, um, was Tony Stewart. He, uh, is new on the list this year and I'm sure he's going to get, if he doesn't get voted in, there's something wrong with the whole process. Right. Right. Um, And his rookies are in uh, 1998. Uh, He has some... um, I think he was in Indy beforehand. And I think he's got a 96 or 97. I don't know if you saw that or not. There's
1: a 1991 Dirt Track card. Um, And then a 96 and a 97. uh, The 96, 97 stuff looks like it's the Indy.
0: So I'm going to tell you something that nobody else knows, uh, and all my list, all our listeners, okay. that 1991 is not is not a legit Tony Stewart. <clears throat> I spent a couple of years chasing that down, and I did find one, and um, the issue was it's it's in a modified car, and you can't see the person. But if you flip over the back, it's Tony Stewart. But I think he's been married for a couple of years, and I don't and I don't think that's the real Tony Stewart that we know in in NASCAR, because um,
1: huh.
0: I was chasing, uh, so it's a you know, different was Tony chasing, Stewart. Yeah, so I was because I was ch- you know my big thing is I chase rookie cards and then I get them signed. So uh, I was chasing it to find to get one and then have Tony st- sign it. <clears throat> but when I got it, like I said, I don't think it's the same one. So and I can post you know I might put that out on the Twitter feed so people can see it. But I see that list on a lot of people's want list um, about that, that
1: 91. So what was the second one you said? It was 96? Well, actually, let me let me give you a little bit of information that I just pulled up on that card. Because on Trading Card Database, they have a front and a back image of the card, and I am totally in the wrong that I just assumed that was him and it was on the list. Uh, I just kind of took it for granted that somebody else knew what they were doing. But if you look at the back of that card, it does say started racing 1977. So, yeah, that is definitely not the same Tony Stewart for sure. So
0: so in an effort to help the community, those are the scans I put up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, actually, I'm glad that you, uh, you pointed that out because I never would have even yeah. thought twice about it. And that's, so, and that's so why yeah.
0: I... I ch- I chased that card and put those scans up on the trading card database.
1: That makes perfect sense. <clears throat>
0: so, uh, yeah, so Stuart, um, uh, he has some '98 stuff, and again, you know, it's um, I think undervalued. Uh, if you look for the bargain, um, you know, I had seen just before uh, we came on air, I had seen a one a 1998 pack certified from. Wheels, I think it was, and it was it now for 25 which immediately sold. So you can, you know, pick up some bargains on uh, Tony Stewart. And did you have um, some of his base card prices?
1: Well, I can actually uh, confess that as we were doing this show, I may have purchased a card on... Check out my cards. Um, let me find it here real quick. I just purchased the 1998 press pass GIP base card of Tony Stewart for a whopping fifty five cents. <laughs> so, That's uh, awesome. Definitely definitely
0: put one up there.
1: that that dollar price range. Uh check on my cards. A lot of his stuff was around a dollar, a dollar fifty. Um, let's see. Everything is in a shell uh driver's suit. There is one card that's interesting. That is a Tony Stewart card, but it's just the car. Uh, there's no picture of Tony. Um, and then they also have one that is the card from the Winter Circle uh, diecast car. The Hasbro Kenner diecast car. But besides that one, that one's $7 on checking my cards, but the other ones, you're going to pay between $0.55 cents and 3 bucks. Or a 98 Tony Stewart rookie. Yeah,
0: and he's one of those guys um, that has won across multiple platforms. Um, You know, put him up there like with A.J. Foyt, where he just loves the race, and no matter what it is, and he's good at it. So he's um, I think won in the um, Indy, and then he's won multiple championships in NASCAR. So uh, with Joe Gibbs and on his own, so. Um, And there's a couple others that were nominated that were new on the list. Uh, Sam Ard. um, He was, he competed, or not, yeah, he competed in the Xfinity series. And uh, he has, um, doesn't have a lot of cards at all. Um,
1: Looks looks like he only has two.
0: Right, one's a photo, one's a car, I think it is, right? From which set? Yep
1: ninety two Winner's circle
0: Winner's circle or winners choice
1: or excuse me winner's choice yeah you're right, sorry
0: <clears throat> no problem and then another new new um driver added to the list was neil bonnet he hadn't been on it before and he um he was um actually killed in uh Practice for Daytona in '94. Uh, He has cards. uh, His first card is an '83 Uno uh, card, number two, and he has uh, 18 wins and 20 poles in the Cup Series. let me see my list here. The other two that I'm excited, really excited to see, was Marvin Panch. Um, He had 17 wins, but he drove from 1951 to 1966 uh, in 22 poles. And he has cards in 89 Max and the 1989 Winter Circle, which is one of my favorite sets. And um, maybe one episode we'll talk about the Winter Circle set. It's uh, a nice, really cool, uh, it was a giveaway set. Um, and then another driver was uh, Jim Pashel. Uh, also in the 1989 Winter Circle set, and also in the TG Masters of Racing. And he's got, like, four cars in, four cars in there. He had 25 wins and raced from 1949 to 1972. Um, and then we talked about Tony Stewart. <clears throat> and then Red Voigt, who was uh, a mechanic engine builder, um and he probably doesn't get a lot of recognition, but um, prior to NASCAR, um, he was uh, an engine, engine builder mechanic, and um, he his driver was Red Byron, who was the first NASCAR champion. So he's got ties um, that way, and he was. Um, yeah, you know, very instrumental in in the beginning years of the sport. Um, and his card is in the 1991 Galfield Galfield Press Pioneers of Racing, which is a really cool set. If you're a fan of the 1987 Tops or the 1962 Tops baseball with the wood design, it's got um, like a wood grain border that um, pioneers are racing. So those are the six, and the one that was removed was. Kirk Shimmerdine um he was Dale Earnhardt Senior's crew chief for numerous years and won multiple championships with him I have a feeling and this is just me talking is that um you know he'll be back on the list and that they maybe made room for either Red Boyd or um Neil Bond or somebody I'm not sure but um he definitely will be back uh, because he should be in the Hall of Fame with multiple uh, Cup championships. So, as a crew
1: chief. But I don't know if there's anybody else you want to... Go ahead. Well, I was going to just bring up one thing about Sam Ard and kind of ask you a question at the same time. So, Sam Ard has the two cards um, from the 92 Winners Choice set. I just went and tried to search for these cards... On eBay, none were listed. Um, I just went and tried to search for them on Check Out My Cards. None were listed. I didn't check the Beckett Marketplace, uh, but that's kind of the, at least for most people, I think the top three places to look for singles. And no luck. Um, and I actually went on eBay and tried to search for just this set in general. Um, and no luck with that either. There were a couple cards uh, singles that were listed, no complete sets, but stuff like this, is this a harder-to-find set? Is it a coincidence that we're looking for it today and can't find it, or what's, what's the deal with this set? It seems like it's a little bit harder to find.
0: Yeah, so when we were talking about that 2002 um, Kyle Busch set, this is kind of Great. the same thing back in the early 90s. They made these winner's choice sets, Um and it was kind of a, I don't want to say a free-for-all, but they were, you know, making sets for all kinds of different levels of racing. It, racing NASCAR cars were so hot. And I think the issue is um, that they're probably out there and they're in some closet somewhere and nobody knows what they have gotcha. or, you know, worth know, worth anything. And, you know, we talked about the point for Tony Stewart and the rest of these guys, you know, what's the Sam R going to bring, right? Um, right. So they're probably out there because I chased some of those sets um, for uh, a couple of cards, and, you know, they're, they're, they're harder to find. That's what I was saying about the collecting, right? It's not necessarily about the money. It's about the, the thrill of the hunt kind of a thing. And this is a prime example of, you know, if you wanted to get the rookie cards of all the NASCAR folks, uh, Hall of Famers or whatever, you know, you would chase this, and you know when you find it, you know I wouldn't be surprised. It's going to be you know maybe under twenty bucks for the whole set delivered. So, but
1: you yeah, know, that, somebody That's the okay. one I'm going to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, I will have to keep an eye on that and uh, pull out the Beckett and see how many cards are in that set because he's card one forty five and one forty six. So there's quite a bit right. of cards in that set. Uh, if I'm familiar, if I think, I think I what it is is that it only came in a set form in a box. And, um, you know, it's like so many per case. And you probably, you know, somebody would have to bust it and sell it at singles and, you know, send that in to check out my
1: cards, you know, they charge so much per
0: So there's card 150
1: list. cards in that set. Okay. And then it looks like there's an autograph set as well. Um, well, there's an autograph set but it's only four cards Uh, Chuck Brown Ricky Craven, Robert Presley and Kenny Wallace and they were all out of 500 so even for 92 that's 500 autographs that's limited for sure uh, for a 92 set that's back when we were doing 10,000 you know that was considered low but to be out of 500 that's a pretty pretty rare autograph not to get too sidetracked on a, a set that we weren't talking about
0: yeah but no it, it just shows you about NASCAR and you know the information is is hard to find and the the thrill of the hunt might be you know more is it, is not expensive to you know it's more about the thrill so of, of trying to find it uh like i said it's one of the things that drew me in and uh you know you kind of all our listeners are in the know now about that 92 set and you know if one pops up you know they can score one for the collection without having you um, pay a lot of money for it, um, as opposed to some of the other sports, or whatever. So that's one of the reasons right. why, you know, we're doing the podcast and, uh, trying to, uh, bring information out to the masses. And so, uh, I appreciate all your time today, Jason. Absolutely. We will wrap it up and let, uh, our folks get on with their day. And, uh,
1: we'll, uh, we'll be back next week. All right, sounds good. Have a good weekend, Val. You too, sir. All right, bye-bye.